Hi there, and welcome to a new episode of the Author Revolution podcast. I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author source for all things rapid releasing. So hey there, guys. I can't believe we're already in the middle of May. This month is like flying by and we're still cooped up like chickens or something like that anyway. With a little bit of luck, things will start opening back up in the next couple of weeks, but who knows for sure. In Minnesota here, we're actually going through a weird fluctuation in temps that is spring. Last weekend for fishing opener and Mother's Day, we actually had what we affectionately like to call second winter, where it was cold enough to drop snow, at least two inches of that white fluffy stuff. And now this coming week, we are meant to be edging toward the 80s. So yay, Minnesota and all of our weather whiplash. It's just bizarre. (laughs) In other news, though, I have been working on cleaning up my outline for my next book, Haunted Legacy, and getting it ready to rock and roll. The plan is to have it finished by the 1st of July so that I can move on to Curse Legacy, which is the final book in this Windhaven Witches series, at least thus far. So speaking of series today, we're going to be talking about why it's crucial to plan and invest in a series for rapid releasing. Now, while I'm wrapping up a four-part series that will rapid release, it's technically not the ideal series in terms of life-altering full-time author income. Although it could be, you never know if for some reason it does take me to a New York Times bestseller category, but all things considered, we don't know whether or not that'll happen. So I know all of this, but I couldn't help myself in writing this particular series. It was one that I had to write next, and it could turn into being a bigger series at some point, particularly if it does well. But for right now, this four-part arc is all I've planned. So if it's not ideal, then what is? Well, first off, let me just say that any book you release, regardless of its strategy, is worthy of existence. As artists, we're not always in control of what wants to come through us. And in some ways, I feel like we're not really in charge at all. We're just the vessels for our muse. In fact, this is a theory that Elizabeth Gilbert even went into in her book, Big Magic, although she called the muse your genius, or technically just the genius. If you haven't read the book yet, I highly encourage it. It was such an interesting take on how authors and artists can view their own creativity. At any rate, when we look at rapid releasing as a means to create long-term, sustainable author income, it means getting those 22 to 28 books released as quickly as possible. But it's not just any random 22 to 28 books when we can help it, okay? The best strategy in this respect is to have that series that's going to really pull you through and pull your readers through it. So with this respect, the ideal series situation to be planning and building is a long tail series that can continue on with a seemingly unlimited number of storylines. With this in mind, it's going to be part of my own strategy for 2021 so I can guinea pig it and let you know how it works. So I'll be taking Diana Hawthorne and developing her story into sort of a psychic mystery Nancy Drew type situation. I envision her as sort of a cross between Lucifer and Castle type stories, if you've ever watched those TV shows. She's a powerful psychic, the most powerful in the world, actually, and she's teamed up with a man who's a private investigator. So it has that supernatural slash cop kind of combo going on. And because she's all about solving things based on her psychic abilities, it will be easy to create various storylines to go with her, some rooted in reality, some rooted in uh, magic. So it's going to be fun. In fact, she's pretty insistent anyway, so she's already managed to sneak her way into three of my additional books thus far, and uh, that's all outside of her full-length novel. Now, why do I tell you all of this? 
because I want you to be thinking about whether or not your series concept has the ability to carry you forward for an extended period of time. Look around at the authors in your genre who are doing really well. I bet you'll find that they have a series of books that are ongoing. In my space, I think of people like Shane Silvers, E.E. Holmes, Wendy Wang, J.K. Rowling, and so many more. They are killing it in their author space because they've built a world people want to escape into. Now, if your goal isn't to earn a living as an author, then look, there's no reason to put your writing under the stress test of rapid releasing. But if it is your goal, then I'm here to give you those tools. Whether or not you choose to do a long tail series is obviously up to you, but here are a few of the biggest reasons why doing so could bring your dream of being a full-time author closer to you. Number one, you're obviously not reinventing the wheel for every book. (laughs) The biggest win for a long tail series is the amount of time that you save in the world building and prep for each book. Think about it. You only have to build your world and your characters once. Then from that point forward, you're focused on expansion, not recreation. So you are able to speed up your outlining, your story arc decisions, and help sink into those characters faster and their worlds, which will almost always translate into increased speed in the writing of your story as well. I know for me, it's far easier to start a new book with characters I've already spoken to uh, I mean developed, <laughs> than it is to start 100% fresh. And number two, your readers will have their character investment already in them. If you're old enough to remember when Harry Potter was first coming out in book form, think about how exciting it was when you knew the next book was finally coming out. Why was that? Because you love the characters and you love the world J.K. Rowling built. The same goes for any other series out there. Readers are investing their time, their mental energy, and emotions into your creation. When they dig in and spend any amount of time with them, they want to stay there. When that's the case, why not give it to them? That's part of the reason I'm going back to Diana Hawthorne. I only anticipated writing the one book for her. That was it. It was based on an idea that came to me and I was going to be done. But due to reader demand and truthfully her insistence, I'm going to go back into her world. Her personality, along with others in her world, came through and still continue to come through so loud and clear. And I love diving into all the craziness she could fall prey to. It's a supernatural world where anything could happen. And I love that. Now we'll be talking a little bit more about marketability in a moment. There is a key here that when your readers are telling you what they want, find a way to give it to them. A series will always, always outsell a single title hands down. All right. So number three, another benefit of having a long tail series is that your publishing plans are clear. When you decide on that long tail series, you don't have to max out your efforts trying to figure out what that editorial calendar is going to look like. You know that thing that we've been talking about in past episodes? Instead, your editorial calendar becomes very clear and it makes it easy to know exactly what to focus on next. You don't have to keep thinking about it or dreaming about it or wondering what in the world you should be doing or even know what you're going to be doing January of next year. You're already going to know. You can line up all of your other service providers like cover designers editors, layout people well in advance. And as someone who's doing many different things all at once, take it from me, the less you have to juggle when it comes to being creative, the better. Your brain can only hold so much. So if you get into a consistent groove, it totally will help you out and serve you well. In addition, a final bonus is that you can warn your readers so they know exactly what to expect from you and the series. In return, they repay you with pre-orders and continued readership. So what could be better than that? Number four, 
nothing sells your first book better than your next book. All right, the biggest reason a series is crucial for rapid release authors is because it is hands down your best marketing tool. I've heard it over and over, and you probably have too. Nothing sells that first book better than your next book in a series. And when you found that golden ticket series, you run with it and every book released increases the exposure not only of that book, but the series as a whole. It can increase your exposure, give you exponential growth, and if all handled the right way, could lead to just that one series letting you become a full-time author. Now, there are a few things that you're going to want to think about as you get started, especially if this is your first series or maybe even your first book. The biggest one is to consider testing the market first to make sure your investment of time, blood, sweat, tears, whatever it might be, into the series is worth it. This is particularly important if you don't have a name for yourself just yet, or if you're not already keeping tabs on market trends. So you might be saying, okay, great, Carissa, but how do I go ahead and test this market? Excellent question. There are a couple of options for you. The first one is to write a novella. Sometimes the best way to test if a world or a set of characters is worthy of further development is by putting them through a smaller story arc. Try writing 30,000 to 40,000 words in a novella or maybe even a smaller novelette, and then put it up for free on some of the sample sites like Story Origin, Book Funnel, or even Wattpad. Ask the readers to go ahead and give you feedback on the story because you're considering making it a larger world. If you start seeing some traction or get emails back, it could be a good one to go ahead and run with, right? You could also test it straight to the market by putting it up on Amazon to see what people think of it. If you get reviews that say, I can't wait to read more, or I hope there'll be another book, or looking forward to book two, you know you're on the right track. The only way to know for sure if it will translate into better income is to then trial it out. Okay, so number two, you could also write a couple of standalones first. So another way you can test these waters is the way that I did with Oracle and Diana Hawthorne's story. You just write a few standalone books to see if any of those come up with the same types of reviews where people are wanting more. They want to learn more about those characters. So when you see those, take notice and then take immediate action if possible. All right, number three, you could also do a world building collaboration and then spin off. So if you don't have a whole lot of people following you just yet, another way to see if your characters have some clout is to build them inside someone else's world. Collaborate with an author who has a larger audience, obviously whenever possible, and test to see if your characters stand out inside their world. If they do, spin them off into your own series. Now be sure that you work this spin-off idea before your collaboration starts, however. So you'll want to make sure that's put down as part of your contract so that there isn't any squabbling afterwards. Remember, we did talk about collaborations in episode 27. So if you'd like to learn more about that, please head over to that episode for a listen. You can find it at authorrevolution.org forward slash 27. Okay, so number four would be to study your marketing trends and then obviously write to market. As a long-term strategy and one that you should probably put in place as long as you plan to write a long tail series, it's going to really be to study your market and study the marketing trends in your genre so that you can go ahead and write to market. And what that basically means is that you're writing your books so that you know you're hitting the tropes, hitting the messages, and right on market with whatever trends and stuff are going on inside your genre, so that you know it will sell, or at least you hope it will sell based off of the fact that you are following those trends. 
Now, Chris Fox has written a fantastic book called Write to Market as part of his Write Faster, Write Smarter series, and I highly recommend it to anyone wanting to learn more about writing to market. As an author who wants to make a living with their writing, knowing marketing trends is extremely important. And that's why other tools like Publisher Rocket and Klytics are so helpful. It gives us all a leg up and allows us to leverage our books in terms of market trends because now we know what they are. And that becomes just clutch when it comes to getting the word out and getting people over to your series. Okay, so the key here is that when you find something that does have power, you put all of your energy and focus into creating this series as quickly as possible. That's the whole rapid release concept. You'll know if it does have this kind of transformation power within a very short period of time too. For some, it will be instantly. They'll put their story up or novella up or maybe their book up and will sell thousands of copies. You take that golden ticket and you run with it, my friends. Other times, it can have a little bit slower burn. You might sell 100 copies month one, 500 by month two, 2,000 by month three. The goal here is to always keep your eye on the prize which is to make sure that your series is marketable. Now, all of that being said, is there ever a time when you start a series and decide it's not working? Absolutely. Because sometimes, even with all the best laid plans and insights, a series just might not take off. So when this happens, how do you know when it's time to cut and run? Well, for starters, number one, you're going to struggle with sales. No matter how much money you throw at it, it just doesn't seem to want to pick up. Of course, you'll want to make sure your covers speak to your market and maybe make adjustments to your book blurb. But if nothing you do perks sales up, it's time to try something new. It's not to say that it can't ever be revived later, but for now, your energies are better spent elsewhere. Number two, your ARC readers are going to tell you. If your ARC team or beta and alpha readers tell you that your book stinks or that characters are flat or something just needs to be done, it's time to reconsider the series. Maybe you'll end up coming back to it and reviving it, rewriting it. Whatever the case might be, follow the readers because they know. Number three, you'll even have trouble giving it away. Yes, that's right. If you do the group giveaways and you're struggling to get traction with downloads as a free book or a free novella or whatever the the lead magnet might be, it's another sure sign that the series might not have the power that you had hoped. So give it some space and try something new. Number four, this is a big one, okay? You don't enjoy what you're writing. It's so big, so big, guys. I mean, let's face it. You don't want to get into a long-term relationship with a storyline you do not enjoy. I don't care how much money you think you could make or whatever, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, there is absolutely no reason to be doing it, period. (laughs) All right, so the publishing market is fickle at times. So here's something else I want you to think about. You might find that a series you had to let go of won't let you go. It will either stick with you wanting more attention, despite not getting the sales it deserves, or something in the market might change, putting it back into a better position. No writing is ever lost or a bad investment. You can always come back around and leverage it in a new way if for some reason it becomes more relevant or if for some reason maybe a missing piece comes to your mind and you realize how you can rewrite it. Sometimes, in my experience at least, We can be the vessel for a story that the world isn't quite ready for yet. It doesn't mean there's no market. It just means it's biding its time. So always stay open and alert for changes in the wind, my friend, because you never know when you might be a muse that's actually more prophetic than anything else. Okay, next week, let's talk about having clarity of vision 
for your author career, because that'll help with this regard as well, with the whole planning for your rapid release series and everything along those lines. So Clarity of Vision, what is it? How do you get it? I've been doing this for myself, my author career, and even my company mission for Author Evolution. And I think you're going to really like this one. Remember, if you'd like to get links from anything we talked about or download the transcript from today, you can head over to the show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 29. Now, finally, if you have any thoughts or concerns or questions regarding this topic of rapid releasing a long tail series, I would love for you to join me in the conversation out on Facebook. Head over to the Author Revolution Facebook page or join in the Author Revolution online community to ask away. I am always around, so chances are, if you need something, I'll be able to respond fairly quickly. Well, there you have it, my friend. I hope you enjoyed today's talk on rapid releasing and why a series is so crucial. I know I'll be taking my own advice in the coming months, and I hope you will too. Until next time, go forth and be awesome.